Hello, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities, so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, it's Jennifer here, and welcome back to the Simply and Fiercely show. Today, I'm going to talk to you about why decluttering and owning less stuff doesn't always lead to less stress, and surprisingly, why I think that's a good thing. Okay, so this is going to be a bit of a controversial, maybe just perspective changing episode. I don't know, but this is something that I'm pretty passionate about. So let's just start with the expectation, right? Everybody talks about how decluttering one of the benefits is less stress. And I've said that myself, and I do believe that to a certain extent, that's true, right? I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. But I also feel like there is this perception that there is some sort of magic finish line in the future, where if you declutter enough and simplify enough, You're going to get to this point where you're going to cross that finish line and your life is just going to be easy, right? Your life is going to be full of ease and it's going to be sunshine and rainbows, right? And that's not what happens for most people. Instead, it can actually be very challenging. Like you'll declutter and instead of feeling at ease, you'll find that just like new stresses and new worries come up and it can feel like you're doing something wrong. And from experience with talking to some of my clients and many of my listeners, a lot of people think, okay, well, the problem is I haven't done enough. I need to simplify more. It needs to be more decluttered, more simplifying, more decluttering. And if I just keep going, that magic finish line is not a myth. I will eventually cross it. And then I will live in the land of stress-free living. And as I said, I don't believe that happens. And I know from experience. So a little background about myself. I have been experimenting with decluttering and minimalism since like the late 2000s. But from 2013 to 2015 is probably when I hit my peak minimalist period. So that was before I had kids. I had downsized my life and I was living in a studio apartment that was only like 140 square feet. It was really tiny. We actually shared our kitchen and bathroom with another apartment, which sounds horrible. Like now I'm like, how did I do that? But during during that period, it actually wasn't so, that bad. It was a really lovely, beautiful space, um, like a historic house with like beautiful wood floors, big windows. And my living expenses during this time were so low. Our accommodation costs were very inexpensive and it included a lot of our bills. So I'm trying to think back. It included internet, it included electricity, and that was all packaged into this really low rate. So it was probably the time in my life where like my income to expenses ratio was just so low, right? I had so much disposable money. So Adding into that is I ended up working part-time, which felt very strange. It was actually like very oddly liberating because I was in my early 30s at the time. I didn't have kids. It felt like so indulgent 
to only work part time because I wanted to. And that was really the plan. My reason for deciding to work part time was, well, I've got a lot of disposable income at the moment. So what I would like right now is to claim back some of my time. I thought that when I started working less hours that I was going to you know, be so relaxed. I was going to go on all these lovely long walks that I was going to go to yoga class more often and, you know, read more books, all of that kind of stuff. Where in reality, that's not what happened. Okay. So yes, I did have less of certain types of stress. Like cleaning was a really short task, right? I didn't spend much of my time cleaning my house just because it was so small. Um, As I said, my cost of living was greatly reduced. So even working part-time, I didn't have the money stress, right? And as someone who has had severe money stress at certain um, stages of my life, I know how stressful that can be. So, you know, I'm not downplaying and, and saying that, you know, I'm not grateful for that experience. I didn't have to commute. Like there was so much that was beautiful about that period of my life. And I am very grateful. But at the same time, the reality of the situation is that less stuff is more space, right? And as we've already said, that's great for cleaning and and various other reasons. But once you start to have more space in your life, and I'm talking like physically, mentally, in your wallet, in your schedule, right? As you have that space, what I found is that things that I had been avoiding started to come up. So that might be things like, I don't know, I was like 33 or something. So it's not a midlife crisis, it's like a third life crisis. (laughs) But anyway, I had all this time to myself. So I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm working a job that I don't hate, but I don't love. And it's not really leading me anywhere. I was having one of those big, what am I doing with my life? Um, I also realized that as I slowed down, I wasn't working as much. I wasn't shopping If you're new here, I used to be a shopaholic, right? So that's something that used to take up a lot of my time. And now there was like space for so much to come up. Some of my fears, my insecurities, like even trauma and things in childhood. Like I had so much time to think. And to be honest with you, it was not comfortable. And also it felt very hard to talk about because during that period of my life, everyone from the outside, like looking in is like, oh, you're so lucky. Like you have this ideal situation. And I did. So I felt guilty about talking about the fact that in reality, all of this like, like nastiness, I don't know, not nastiness, just like all this hard stuff, right? All these really hard, challenging emotions were coming to the surface. So in a way, I think this is actually sometimes why people go through these clutter cycles, like where they declutter their home and then they find themselves filling it back up again. It is like if you've ever had a big piece of furniture in your home and then you've gotten rid of it and then there's a blank spot where you're used to seeing things and like it's uncomfortable, like your eye finds it visually odd until you get used to it. And I think that's kind of an analogy for what I went through. So I had all of this space and yes, I know it's like a very privileged position to be on. Like I'm still obviously carrying some guilt about it. I feel like such, you know, a spoiled person saying this, but it was also a really difficult time because all of these things that I had wanted to avoid, right, came up. And I should just mention on a side note that that's often why 
or it's a really significant reason why some people have clutter to begin with. Our lives are hard. We have all sorts of things that we don't want to face, all sorts of tough emotional things. Um, My peak shopaholic period, I don't think it's any coincidence that that was about the time when I was having the most problems in my first marriage, right? And so I don't want to face that because that's yucky and that's not fun to deal with. So I shopped instead, right? We Sometimes our lives become so busy and cluttered in the first place because there's things that we try to avoid. And then when you have less stuff and you have more time, all of that rises to the surface, okay? And so, yeah, to sum things up, when you declutter and you have less stuff, it doesn't necessarily lead to that like complete, idealistic, beautiful situation that I was expecting where my life is just going to feel good. And it's almost like I'm like floating through my day in like this bubble of happiness, <laughs> right? That's, that is not a realistic goal. But I actually think, I guess to talk about the kind of twist on my title is that, you know, less stuff doesn't necessarily lead to less stress, but that's a good thing. And it's because we are meant to have these challenging feelings and to work through them to some extent, right? You're not necessarily meant to have a life full of trauma, but it's when you go through these things and what you learn about yourself, and as you come out the other side, that's how you grow. So to quote one of my favorite authors, a woman named Dr. Susan David, she wrote a book called Emotional Agility, which I adore, but she's also done a TED Talk, right? And in her TED Talk, she talks about how we want to avoid difficult emotions And the way that she described it is that if that's your goal, you have dead person goals, right? The only way to live a life where you're not going to have difficult emotions is to be dead, right? Which is really blunt, but at the same time, it's kind of an eye opener. So when you declutter and simplify, you are still going to have some stress. You're still going to have some level of difficult emotions. But the way it feels to me is that it's almost like a different class of stress, it is more meaningful, right? So like a lot of people right now are dealing with stress, like what am I going to make for dinner? How am I going to deal with everything in the house? When am I going to get the laundry done? It's like survival mode kind of stress. And when you declutter and simplify, it's not a magic wand. You're not going to make all of those things go away, but you do reduce that type of stress. And then what happens is you create space for quote unquote more meaningful stress or hard things or challenges or things that just don't feel easy. So for example, when I look back at 2015, which is during this time, as I said, when I was my most minimalist and I was dealing with a lot of these emotional challenges, that's also when I was in the period of starting my blog, right? Which eventually, if you're listening to this now, like that has become my full-time business. And that's hard. Being self-employed is hard and it's not even the workload. Like when I look back now at that meaningful stress, it was having to get comfortable with putting my thoughts out there, right? Like recording a podcast and knowing that people are listening to my voice and listening to me when I'm like umming and awing or, you know, they might think that my ideas are ridiculous. Like that is hard. That is the kind of stress that people want to avoid, but that in the end, as you work through it, that is so much more, the rewards are there, right? Like there's some kind of beautiful reward at the end when you come out the other side. I had to deal with 
facing so much failure, so much self-doubt, so much insecurity. But now I have this beautiful career where I still have some doubt and insecurity. I don't think that's ever going to go away. But like I make a living sharing ideas that I think are really meaningful with people. And that still blows my mind, blows my mind. And so all of that happened because I created this space in my life to deal with hard things, having to find answers to really challenging questions like, what is my purpose? What do I care about? What do I want to do with my time? But it's the kind of stress that is absolutely worth it. Okay, so I hope you found this perspective helpful. And I'll also mention that if you enjoyed this episode, if you are interested in using decluttering as a tool for intentional living, for personal growth, if that resonates with you, then I know that you would love my program, Clear Your Clutter. Clear Your Clutter is my group decluttering program that I run twice a year. Doors are currently open until the 27th of January. And it's where I help my clients get to the roots of their clutter, right? Because more often than not, your clutter is the result of your thoughts, your beliefs, your fears, your anxieties, right? All of these contribute and it's why it's so hard for you to let go. But when you understand the why, when you get to the roots of your clutter, not only does it empower you to let go, but you also get this beautiful self-awareness. It's what you learn about yourself that is really like a huge secondary bonus or a benefit, I should say, that nobody's talking about. But it doesn't happen with every decluttering program. The way that you declutter matters. And as I said, if you are interested in that, the program is currently open. It's called Clear Your Clutter. You can go to simplyfiercely.com slash clear your clutter to learn more, or I'll also leave a link in the bio. Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit simplyfiercely.com backslash free guide. That's all one word to get instant access. Until next time, thanks again.